Would you go please to 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, 1 Corinthians 6. We uh, began a a new series a couple of weeks ago that we're calling the uh, Temple of the Holy Spirit. The Temple of the Holy Spirit. And our main text passage is there in 1 Corinthians 6, beginning at verse 9. And I'm going to be reading out of the living, excuse me, the new living Translation, if we have that one, New Living Translation. We'll get you a different one when we read the text and you'll see a broader part of it. Uh, He said, do you not realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now we're going to be talking about that phrase some. You got to watch about reading one thing and thinking something else. We, we really need to discipline ourselves to be accurate about what God said. There is such a looseness concerning his words. And people wind up misquoting God a lot. And the problem is they go off thinking that's what God said. And he didn't say it. That's what they thought he said. That was their religious tradition. And so you want to discipline yourself and and see for yourself. Don't just take what somebody else said about it. What did he actually say? What were the words he used? And if you don't understand it, don't just randomly fill in the blanks. Say, Lord, show me what it means. Teach me. But at least you know what he said. That's the place to start. What did he say wouldn't happen? They wouldn't inherit. Everybody say inherit. They wouldn't inherit the kingdom of God. He said, don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, worship idols, commit adultery, male prostitutes, practice homosexuality, keep going, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusive, or cheat people, none of these will what? He says it again. What won't they do? They won't inherit the kingdom of God. Keep going. Some of you were once like that. Don't you like the word were? Whew. Huh? Were. Just because you were doesn't mean you are. You were, you were what? Well, all the stuff he mentioned. Right? Fornicators, liars, adulterers, thieves, and the list goes on and on and on. Sinners, you know what they do? They sin. (laughs) Such were some of you, but you're cleansed. Actually, the word is, is are in the King James. You are. You've been made holy and you are holy. You were cleansed and you are holy. You were made right with God. Somebody said out loud, I was, was. but now I am. am. (laughs) You am what? Clean. Hallelujah. Washed, made holy, redeemed in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, by the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. There's no such thing as too bad for the Lord to save. No such thing. 
I don't care how far you went. I, I had a fellow one time try to tell me. He said, yeah, but preacher, you don't know what I've done. I said, yeah, and you don't know how powerful the blood is. Mm. No, there's no such thing as you've been too bad, too disgusting, too evil. Christ came to die for the ungodly, the ungodly, and we qualified. (laughs) But that's were, were, you were, but now you are. Woo, thank you, Lord. You are washed. You are cleansed. You are set apart and made holy. You are redeemed. You are accepted in the beloved. You are made the righteousness of God in Christ. You are accepted in the beloved. So don't dwell on the past. Don't keep reliving the past. You either repented or you didn't. You either clean or you're not. You're either forgiven or you're not. And the blood is more powerful than whatever it is you did or didn't do. Say it out loud. The blood. The The, the precious blood blood. of the spotless Lamb of God God. is far more powerful powerful than anything anything I have ever done. done. That blood is far more powerful than any mistake, any sin, any failure, any grievous thing, transgression, any cruel thing, any evil thing. The blood is far more powerful. That's why he came. That's why he did it. Because nothing else could save us. Nothing else was that powerful or that valuable. Somebody say, thank God for the blood. The blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Lord. Because the life is in the blood. Keep reading. You say I'm allowed to do anything. But not everything's good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything. I must not become a slave. To anything. Now one reason I wanted to read this. Is because this is wording it as a quote from them. The King James you know says. All things are lawful for me. And you'll find in in multiple places in these chapters in this book of 1 Corinthians, the Spirit of God through Paul is responding to questions they asked him. They asked him about marriage and divorce and remarriage. They asked him about sex. Three chapters here are on sex. Chapter 5, 6, and 7 deal with it a lot. They asked him about eating foods that were offered to idols and about participating in ungodly celebrations and things like that. They asked him about lawsuits against Christians suing each other. That's what the first part of this chapter is about. Can anybody guess what his answer was? (laughs) Don't do it. How many folks are ignoring that? Just completely ignoring what the scripture said. And so here he says, he's quoting that they're saying, and you can see that that is the case because they are doing things with their bodies that they shouldn't be doing. 
And that's still the case today. One of the acid tests of your submission to the Lordship of Jesus is what you do with your body. Now, thank you for that amen. <laughs> now, this, you know, it's easy to talk about theory and, and doctrine, but this gets real. This gets home because we deal with this every day. Is that right? Yes, sir. This body. And one of the things you got to understand is condemnation is your worst enemy. And one of the reasons why a lot of people don't want to talk about these things, they avoid passages like this, they avoid this subject, is because of condemnation, guilt. Condemnation is the confidence killer. It'll just absolutely rob you of your faith. And what will the truth do for you? Help me out. The truth will make you free. So you don't want to run from these things. You want to run to it. You want to get your answers. You want to trust that God knows how to get this thing right. How to make it right. And you got to believe with God all things are possible. Is that right? And to him or her that believes all things are possible. And there are two big things. I've already touched on them in the first two messages. Two big things that will change your life about your body and everything around it. We've already covered them. And neither one of them are diet, are exercise. You should be shouting. Is that right? <laughs> what are they, Brother Keith? We've already told you. Were you here? Well, yeah, I'm going to go over them again. Don't, don't be concerned. <laughs> Keep reading. They're saying all things are lawful. All things are lawful. All things are permissible. This is a distortion of grace. We're not under the law. So... What's unlawful for us? They're saying all things are lawful. All things are lawful. (laughs) Y'all are looking at me close. He said he's not arguing with all things are lawful because we are under grace. He said, but not everything's good for you. And this is the Holy Spirit talking. And they said, yeah, but all things are lawful. All things are lawful. He said, yeah, but you don't want to be a servant to anything. And yielding to wrong things result in addictions. And a lot of people are in bondage. Church going people. In bondage with varied addictions that connect with their body. Said out loud, by the grace of God, God, I'll not be made a servant servant to anything. anything. I'll not be brought under the power power of anything. anything. See, we weren't saved to serve sin. 
We weren't saved to be a servant of sin or to be a servant to some kind of addiction. And how's that going to serve God? You know, if we're so messed up with whatever addiction it is, and it doesn't have, I mean, it can be a chemical addiction, but it can also be a spending addiction, a shopping addiction, lying. It's terrible. How many lies are told in church parking lots? <laughs> now you're laughing, but there's spirits involved. Sometimes people, they grew up in a household of lies. You know, their father lied, their mother lied, and they were around it, and people who were around lied. There are spirits involved in this. And you get used to it, and you'll, you'll have told another lie before you half realize it, because it's just a way of life for you. You can be delivered. You can get free. And you wouldn't even have to have anybody pray for you to get free. You have authority. In the name of Jesus, as a believer, but there'll have to be a change. There'll have to be a change. Yes. Phyllis was saying, uh, I don't know. Sometime back, she preached. She said, "If you don't, if you don't change nothing, nothing's going to change." <laughs> I know that's not perfect English, but uh, she said, "No, I want to say it that way. That's how I want to say it." So, uh, and it's true, right? If you change nothing, nothing's going to change. You've got to change something if we want to see a different outcome. Well, what can you change? Last time we talked about changing what's coming out of your mouth. If you didn't hear that, you probably want to go back and hear it. You may want to hear it again. This is one of the biggest things that will change your life. And we saw that Jesus said, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you and corrupts and messes you up. It's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. You can be the most scrupulous concerning your diet. And if you don't get a hold of your mouth, you'll never get your problem fixed. You'll be chasing it 10 years from now if you're still alive. Now I'm not saying that it's wrong to make some changes in your diet. But that's a matter of conscience. No two bodies are exactly the same. They're not. And some bodies have a higher tolerance for some things than others. And some bodies react and respond different to this than others. Do not try to push your convictions about diet off on anybody else. The big thing is follow your own conscience. If something bothers you, then change it. I know years ago I was in healing school and a man was there for some problems that he had, some stomach problems and issues. And he came to me after about a week. He said, you know, uh, I drink a lot of coffee. He said, you know, probably 20 cups a day. And he said, I just feel like maybe it's hurting me. <laughs> Well, what's the problem? Now see, does he need to go on a crusade and tell everybody to quit drinking coffee? A lot of people said, no, no. <laughs> well, what was the deal? See, if he has the sense that this is hurting him and he keeps doing it, 
he's going to have problems. He will not be able to get that fixed. But you got to go by your own conscience, not by somebody else's. But then that's tied directly to your mouth. What you believe in your heart and what you say with your mouth. That's how you got born again. Right? And it's how you live by faith and walk by faith. And faith is the victory that overcomes the whole world. Hallelujah. Keep going. Keep reading this. You say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. Now there are three phrases he quotes them as saying. That they're saying all things permissible. All things permissible. Then they were saying, hey, that's what the stomach was made for. It was eating. <laughs> and then later, apparently, it was that the body was made for sex. Body was made for sex. Sex for the body. And so the Spirit of God is having to give them answers through Paul. There's actually some direction and correction. Because you've got to remember, none of these folks grew up Christian. Christian didn't exist with their grandparents. They grew up worshiping idols. They grew up where you go to the temple and that's where the orgies were. I mean, and, and they ate every kind of nasty thing you could imagine. And I mean, and that's, that's generations. That's how grandpa lived and great great grandpa lived. And, and so they really liked the message about grace. <laughs> Because all things are permissible. They're like, this is the religion we've been looking for, man. <laughs> this is it. And then they, they, they came up with these sayings. All things are permissible. Uh, food for the stomach, the stomach for food. Sayings are not scriptures. Even if you got them from church. Even if you heard a preacher say them. Right? Oh, friend, if you get one thing out of this today, and I trust you get more, but get this. Scripture, the Word of God, that's your only safe, sure foundation. That's it. And you must scrutinize everything else by it. If it's not a Scripture, question it. Question it. I don't care who said it. I don't care who said it. Or how much they may know. If they're human, they can miss it. They can, they can even take a great truth and put some of their thinking in with it. Get a mixture somehow. If it's not a scripture, question it. Your first response to anything that's not a scripture is, well, I don't know about that. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah, but so and so said, well, they're not God. As great as they may be. Well, what do you mean you got to? Well, I got to check and see how it lines up with the scriptures. If it is good, it's because something from the scriptures came. Maybe it's just somebody saying a scripture in a different way. But if it's not scripture, do not just swallow it. Do not accept that it's true. Question it. Question it. And be slow to accept it. Only when and if you see it in the Word. 
Can you say, well, yeah, that's true, because that's what the word says here. Verse 14, keep going. God will raise us from the dead just as he raised our Lord from the dead. That's this body. He went on to say that this body, keep reading, I'll just read it. Do you not realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is a part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute, which is what they were doing? Because all things are lawful. (laughs) Phyllis and I have been teaching and preaching for over 40 years. And it is astounding what people come up with that they said you said. I know, oh, this must have been 30 years ago, I was speaking at Brother Hagin's ministry, and a guy came up after the service, and man, he was irate. And he said, uh, you said such and such and such. And I said, no, I don't think so. He said, you did? I heard you. I sat right there, and I heard you. I said, I don't think so. He said, well, I know you did. I, I, said, I said, you know, this is taped. Yes. I said, why don't you go get the tape? Back then it was tapes. Cassette tapes. I said, go get the tape and find it. You coming back tomorrow? Yeah, well, come back and tell me about it. Well, I know you did. I said, well, it's taped. It's recorded. (laughs) The next day, I saw him. He came. He wasn't quite as livid as the day before. And I said, well, what about it? He said, well, well, you didn't didn't exactly say that, but that's what you meant. (laughs) No, I would know more about what I meant. Than you would. (laughs) Now you're laughing. But see. They heard Paul preach. The gospel. And they twisted it into. You can do anything you want to. (laughs) Yeah why? Because we're not under the law. He said it. So that means. Anything goes. Ain't that what he said? Yeah that's what I understood too. And then somebody started this, you know, well, the stomach was made for food, so eat, brother, eat. (laughs) Food was made for the belly, and, and you know, why would we have a sex drive? God made a sex drive for what? Sex. Have sex. (laughs) Can you see what I'm talking about? Sayings, distortions, not scriptures. And so the Spirit of God is saying, well, yeah. You're not under the law, but not everything's good. Not everything's beneficial. And you should not be brought under the power of anything. You should not become a servant or an addict of anything. Said another time, I will not be brought under the power, under the control of anything. I belong to the Lord. My body belongs to the Lord. See, that's what he went on to say. He said, the body is not just made for sex. It's certainly not just made for fornication, sex outside of covenant. It's made for the Lord. It's not just made for eating. It's made for the Lord to do something for him. And he is for the body. Keep, keep reading, keep reading. Verse 16. 
When a person joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body or one flesh with her. The scripture says the two are united into one. A person who's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. Sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Can you sin against your own body? That's something to keep in mind. You can. Verse 19. Don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You are not your own, the King James says. Now, this is so contrary to the ungodly world. How many times have you heard, hey, it's my body. It's my body. I mean, what I do in my body is my business and I can do whatever. Well, you're, you're talking like you are not a Christian. If you're not a Christian, well, of course you can. You can do anything you want to. But if you are a Christian, that is not a true statement. You are not your own and your body is not your own to do with as you choose. Sit out loud. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. My body is the holy house, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need to meditate on this. We need to think about this. We need to say this. The two things I mentioned to you that will absolutely change your life and change your body are these two. We've already touched on first message and the second message. This is the third. The first one was this. Value and be thankful for your body. Now, most people sitting up in church would nod their head and agree with that. But in practice, multitudes of Christians despise their own body. They despise their own body. And a number of people, they hate their body. They hate it. Well, if you hate it, you are not going to treat it right. You will not. And you will be, you'll act like it's yours to abuse and misuse as you choose. But we, our previous series was about finishing our course. Is that right? A lot of people die early. A lot of believers leave here far earlier than they should. Scripture talks about there in Proverbs talks about there's some things you can do that will add years to your life. And Psalms talks about bloody and deceitful men will not live out half their days. There are things you can do that will add to your years. There are things you can do that can shorten your days. Multiple scriptures talk about this. And that's not God's choice. He's not making that choice for us. That's our choice. But the first step is appreciating your body. The psalmist said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's, it's just astounding 
There's a whole universe inside your body. And how it works and how it functions. And yes, it's flawed. Yes, it has issues, not because of how God made it, but because of the curse and death that resulted from sin. And we already talked about that soon and very soon, that's going to be changed. Hallelujah, the trumpet's going to sound. This mortal is going to become immortal. This corruptible is going to become incorruptible. But you cannot be on the earth without your body. You can't. You lose your body, you got to go. Do you want to finish your course? Do you want to be and do on the earth for God and for people what he meant for you to do? And to do it as long and completely as you should so that when you leave, you can say like Paul said, I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith that has laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Well, if you lose your body, you will not be able to do that. You have to stay in the vehicle. Right? You got to remain in the vehicle. You got to stay in your body. Until you finish out your course. And the first big key to doing that is you must stop despising your own body. You must stop hating on your body. You must stop taking it for granted and being unthankful. You didn't make a body. You've never created a human body. No, you didn't. And it is truly a marvel. And it's moldable, shapeable, pliable. It adapts to our lifestyle. Every one of us, our body could be in a very different condition by the end of the year than it is right now. Every one of us. It's up to our choices. But it's not just about fitness. We don't have a body so we can be fit. It's not even just about health. Though you need health to be able to do much, the body of a Christian is for the Lord. It's for the Lord. What do you use your body to do? It should be, we should use our hands not to slap people, not to hit people, Not to backhand people, not to stab people, not to shoot people. Lay hands on the sick. Is that right? They shall recover. Shake a hand. Give a hug. Our tongues, our mouths, not for cussing, not for railing, not for demeaning and, and, and all that kind of junk, but building people up. Words of grace, words of love. Our feet, not for kicking people down, but for going places, doing the will of God. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. And when you, when you get that mindset, you, you, even praying over your food takes on kingdom significance. What do you mean? You sit down and you go, all right, steak, I'm calling you into the ministry. <laughs> all right, cornbread, calling you into the ministry. Why? Because I'm going to use the strength that this gives me to do something for God. That means it takes on value. 
that it cannot have otherwise. <laughs> Is this okay? Whew. Glory to God. He said, verse 19, don't you realize your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? He lives in you, was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. So quit saying, it's my body. I can do what I want to with it. Quit saying that. Have you been redeemed? Then you've been bought. Spirit, soul, mind, body. You've been bought with a price. He goes on to say, God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Thank you, Lord. And and see, just that alone, you're giving God access to keep you. When you're saying, I don't just live to serve myself. I don't just live to serve sin or some addiction. I live to be of use to God. And whatever you commit into his hand, he can take responsibility for taking care of it and keeping it. Now go with me, if you would, to the third chapter of 1 Corinthians. Third chapter. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you what, let's, let's do it a little bit different way. Go to Acts 20. This is so big. I only just got through the text. And our time is is winding up. Hope you can come back. Acts chapter 20. What was the first thing we said that will change your life, change your body? Value your body. Be thankful for it. How many glad you're still alive? Are you or not? Do you understand you've got to have this to be alive down here? You lose this, your spirit will leave your body. If your body's dead, your spirit will not stay in it. Your spirit will come out of your body like a hand comes out of a glove, and you will not be able to just roam around down here and haunt people. That's a bunch of junk. What about all the paranormal stuff? It's not your grandpa. If there is anything going on, it is a wrong spirit, an evil spirit, imitating somebody. Because they knew something about them. But no, when human beings die, they go up or they go down. They don't hang around. And there is no reincarnation. That's a bunch of junk too. We either believe the Bible or you don't. If you don't believe the Bible, you can believe all kinds of things. But if, if there's only one God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then what he said is right. Everything else, you better question. Acts 20.32. Acts 20.32, he says, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them Which are sanctified. Now this goes hand in hand with what we just read in 1 Corinthians 6. He said you were a bunch of these ungodly things. But now among other things you are sanctified. And then he warned that people that lived those ways instead of being a believer. They wouldn't inherit. Remember that word? 
They wouldn't inherit the kingdom of God. Well, uh, here he's telling you how to inherit. How to experience it and enjoy your inheritance. Now, our inheritance, and the Bible talks quite a bit about this in the New Testament. Our inheritance is in Christ Jesus. It is everything God has given us. And the very word Old Testament, New Testament, we, that's what we get the phrase from, will and testament. Like last will and testament. And Hebrews, the book of Hebrews even goes into detail about how that a will doesn't go into effect until the one that wrote the will dies. And how that the new will and testament has gone into effect because Jesus died. Hallelujah. And left us all that he got from the Father, but different from other cases, he raised from the dead to enforce the will. But then we are called heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whoo! Inheritance. Somebody say inheritance. This would be worth a study for you. I'll do it some too, but I already have, but I'll do it some more. But talk about it. Think about it. What is our inheritance? What have we inherited? What did the Lord leave you? And if you don't know somebody left you something, you could leave it sitting. Is that right? Be, somebody left you a bunch of money. And here you are struggling and scraping by for years. You didn't know it. Well, we need to find out what the Lord left us. And that's what he's talking about when he says inheritance. Just like we use the word today. Inheritance. But here he says the thing that will build you up and strengthen you and enable you to lay hold of your inheritance is the word of his grace. The word of his grace. Somebody say the word of his grace. You could say the word of his mercy, the word of his kindness, the word of his help, the word of his strength, the word of all he has given to us. This word grace is is a big word. That word is able to build you up. I mentioned two big things. Change your body. Not could, will. If you'll do it, It will change your body. It will change your life. Dramatically. Wonderfully. What was the first one? Help me out. What? Now, it won't work just because you heard it. You got to be a doer. You must be thankful that God allows you to exist. Is that right? You must be thankful that you are a spirit. From the father of spirits. And that he let you have a body. And live in this body. And he thought so much of it. That he paid the price. Went to the cross in his body. And bore our sins in his own body. On the tree. 
to buy us and redeem us so that this body is a permanent eternal part of the body of Christ. Now it'll have to be changed and it will be. But this body is valuable to God. He paid an enormous price to get it. And it has an eternal future. This body. This body. It's going to be glorified. But it's this body. Somebody says, well, I was wanting to get a new body. It's going to be this body glorified. But it's this one. Everybody said out loud, thank you, Lord, for my body. My heart. My lungs, my brain, my skeleton, my muscles, my skin, my blood, my nervous system, my immune system, my digestive system. Thank you, Lord, that I have a body. I appreciate it. Thank you for buying it. Thank you for redeeming it. And I say, my body. Which is not just my own. Is for you Lord. And you. Are for my body. Hallelujah. Be thankful for it. And one of the things that will help you develop in that. Is just those two words. Thank you. Say it tonight. Say it tomorrow. Every time. I mean you look at something. And you think. Well look at that. That foot works really good. Thank you Lord. For my foot. That's a good foot, brother. Huh? Thank you, Lord, for my kidneys. Thank you, Lord, for my eyes. I can see. Thank you, Lord, for my ears. Right? Just every time you think of something, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I do appreciate it. I do value it. You must do this in order to get a change. Because as long as you despise your body and you don't appreciate it and even hate it, you will never treat it right. And you will never succeed in reaching goals that you want to reach. You'll just, you won't. You, you, the word of his grace is what builds you up. And this is that next part. We, we went to James and we saw that. Yeah. Hold, hold your place here. Go to James again. James 3. James 3. Verse 1. He said, don't all of you try to be masters or teachers. We'll receive the greater judgment. Is that what that word means? Verse 2. In many things we offend all. If any man offend not or doesn't miss it in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle or to control the whole body. And he talks about the bit in the horse's mouth. He talks about the rudder on the ship that, in effect, steers the whole horse, steers the whole ship. What the steering wheel is to the car, what the rudder is to the ship, what the bit and bridle is to the horse, the mouth is to your body. Did you see this? Your body. If you don't miss it in what you say, in your words... You are a mature, developed individual, and you are able to bridle the whole body. Say it out loud. Able to bridle the whole body. That means able to steer it, able to control its direction. Say it out loud. Able to control the whole body. I want you to say that out loud with me five times. 
able to control the whole body. 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 Able to control the whole. What what gives you that? If you don't say the wrong things. This is the second thing. The first one is you've got to be thankful. Stop despising and hating your body. Number two, you've got to change what you're saying. And be consistent in it. One of the reasons, one of the big, big reasons why so many have so much difficulty controlling their body is because they are entangled with a lifetime of bad words that have come out of their mouth against their own flesh. It's why it seems like it's just impossible that you, you, you make a little progress and then you lose it and get knocked back further than you were before. And it's just like trying to climb a mountain all the time. Just, and, and it's not that it's so hard. And it's not that it's impossible. But there's spiritual laws working against you. A lifetime of saying, I can't, I don't have, it doesn't work for me. I've tried everything. I can't help it. Is it possible to control your entire body with your words? You want to get this settled now once and for all. If you don't get this settled, you won't have a victory. Is the scripture true? Is it right or not? Did it say that if you won't mess up in what you say, you can control your whole body? Did it say that or not? Then if we're smart, what will we do? We will start monitoring what we've been saying about our body. And about our system. Only a foolish person. Would call their metabolism slow. Only a foolish person would say. They can't control their self. Whatever it comes to. Some kind of substance. Some kind of addiction. To say I can't help it. Is to lock yourself into it. Listen to these phrases. I'm not. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm older now. I can't. I just keep getting slower. I just keep getting this. I don't have, you know, a digestive system like other people do. And, and my metabolism is, is slow. I almost can't make myself say this. Because I believe in what I say. I'm quoting somebody else right now. I'm not talking about myself. I can't do without. I've got to have my sugar fix. I've got to have, you know, or whatever, my drug. I've got to have, I, 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 I try not to, but I, I can't help it. I've always been like that. Always, you know, I've always, you know, 
I've tried everything. Nothing works. Nothing works. Nothing works. You want to grab people and go, pow, pow, hey. I know years ago when I first was working in healing school, the Lord pointed this out to me. This guy came and he'd been having trouble with his eyes. And they were severely dry. And he came to me after the service and he said he he wanted prayer. And I'm ready to pray for somebody, but you need to pray in faith. And the truth is, a lot of times people are not ready to release faith. So they're really not ready to pray. And so you don't do them a favor if you pray and don't get results. That hurts everybody. And it's not because God didn't want his will or didn't, didn't want to do it. It's because they weren't ready. So he said, I had this problem and, and my tear ducts don't work. And, and I don't know why. And I've been to four specialists, but they, and they said my tear ducts don't work. And, and they don't work. And I don't know why, but I've tried this, but they just don't work. And my tear ducts don't work. He must have said it 15 times. And the Lord said, did you notice that? <laughs> I said, well, will you do something? He said, well, if I can. I said, you can, if you will. He said, what? I said, never again say, my tear ducts don't work. He said, but they don't. (laughs) See, he doesn't believe what we just read. He might not have even known that was in there. Right? But he doesn't believe. You can control your whole body with your mouth. God made the entire universe with his mouth. Is that right? He created you and the whole planet. Why would it be shocking to think that something would respond to spoken words when it was spoken words that made it to begin with? Listen to another scripture, Proverbs 13.3. I'm almost done. He that keeps his mouth keeps his life. But he that opens wide his lips will have destruction. Can you say anything you want to, any way you want to? You sure can. But you'll be destroyed. It will mess up your life. Proverbs 18.20. A man's belly will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Proverbs 18.20. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Is that true or not? Is it true or not? The reason I keep asking that is because it is obvious. Most church going people do not believe what we're talking about. It's obvious. Why? Because of the way they talk. If they believed it, they wouldn't talk the way they talk. They would change. Most people don't believe this. They just say anything that crosses their mind. They say anything about how they feel, what other people have said. They pick up these phrases from everybody else. Don't say what you have or what you feel. Say what you want. Get the steering wheel and turn it the direction you want it to go. And you got to be consistent. You got to say the same thing morning, noon, and night. No matter what it looks like, what it feels like, I call my kidneys healthy. I call my kidneys clean. I call my kidneys strong. They function normally. Kidneys, I'm talking to you. 
Function normally. Be cleansed. Heart, work right. Work right. Vessels, be restored. Be repaired. Chambers, be healed. Be cleansed. Notice keep using that word, be. 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 Joint, be restored. Is that right? Don't talk about my arthritis. My rheumatism. You don't want that stuff. How about my healing? My strength. My soundness. Tell me the two big things. Number one. Value. Your own body. Number two. Watch every word that you say about your body. One of the worst things you could ever say is a negative, I'll never. That's prophesying. That's releasing spiritual effect over your future. Well, you know, this is just my body type, my shape, my this. I'll never you know, be this or I'll never be that. That's just not me. If you say so. But it wasn't God that limited you. How about I can? Oh yeah, I thought you'd get on with that. I, I can. I like what, you know, brother uh, Joel Osteen. Yeah, thank you. Down in Houston, his dad used to say all the times at services, he'd hold up his, he'd have everybody hold up their Bible and say, say this out loud. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. That is a good confession, my brother, sister. Go ahead, grab it, grab it. Hold it up, hold it up. Man, I like that. I may start doing that myself. Brother John, John Osteen, hold up your Bible. Say that loud. This is my Bible. This is, my Bible. This is God talking to me. This is God talking to me. I, am I am what this says I am. I have, I have what this says I have. I can do what this says I can do. Period. That's it. Period. No ifs, ands. But that's it. Hallelujah. Friend, this, these two things, this will revolutionize your life. Now, everything doesn't just happen overnight or, or in a couple of weeks even. But spiritual laws set things in motion, change course corrections. And when you change a course, you wind up in a different place. Is that right? Even if you just change it a degree or two. I mean, you know, we, we've been to school flying and, and on a plane. You're always going by your heading. You're heading in your course. You're heading in your course. The winds are trying to blow you off course. All kind of things. But if you're flying a long, long trip, even a difference of two degrees can put you in a different country. 
You're talking about winding up in a different place. You wind up in a completely different country. Just over the course of a day. Well, that's exactly how it works. He said, your tongue is like that steering wheel. It's like that rudder. It's like that bit and bridle. Your very blood, your very cellular structure, your brain, everything about you. The reason it has been so hard, I don't have to wonder. I I know spiritual laws, whether it's you or me. The reason it has been so tough is because of all the junk you have said for decades. And all that has piled up on you and is working against you to hold you down, to hold you out. And the enemy wanted you to get so frustrated that you just hate your body. You hate your life. You hate this and hate it. He wants you to get so discouraged that you just want to quit. You just want to die. Even willing to destroy your own body. Suicide. But that's not us. I said that's not us. We're more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. And we know greater is he that's in us. Than he that's in the world. And we know God hadn't been withholding from us. He hadn't been trying to keep us out of what we need. And what we need to do. It's never been him. He's never been our problem. It's been right under our nose. Ooh, Jesus said, by your words you'll be justified. By your words you'll be judged or condemned. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And whatever you say, that's then you'll have the fruit of it. That's just exactly what the other said, life and death. Stand on your feet. Let's say something good. Is that right? I'm going to lead you in something that's going to make you really happy right now. And we can do it too. Because we have the authority, we have a free will, and we got the name. I said we got the name, the name that is above all names. You know what we're going to do? Oh, you better get ready for this. We are going to undo all the junk you have said. Over your, hey, if you said it, you can change it. Is that right? Get serious about this and don't be quiet. Say it out loud. Close your eyes. Focus on it. Say it out loud. Father God. Thank you. For my life. For my spirit. My soul. My mind. My body. I appreciate my body. I'm thankful to be alive. Forgive me for not appreciating it in times past. That was ignorance. That was foolishness. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Thank you for my life. Thank you for this body. Bought with a price. Redeemed by Jesus. The temple of the Holy Spirit. I am not my own. I belong to you. And I say, my body, this body is for you, Lord. 
and you are for my body. Hallelujah. I am yours to command, Lord. I am, I am under your hand. I, I'm available to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sit out loud, Lord. I, I acknowledge what you have said about our words is true and right. Life and death is in the power of what we say. And that through right words, we can control our whole body. You said it. It's true. It's right. Forgive me for all the negative things that I have said over myself, over my body, over every part. Forgive me for talking feelings and disappointment and discouragement and listening to other people and looking at other things and talking defeat and death and saying I can't and saying I don't have and saying it doesn't work and I judge that. That's not right. That's wrong, and I repent for it, and I ask you to forgive me, and I know you do. I receive forgiveness. I receive cleansing for saying wrong things, and by the authority of the name of Jesus, I negate, I render useless. I render null and void every evil thing I ever spoke against myself or against my body. I say I don't believe that. I don't expect that. I reject that. And I say it cannot and will not work against me. I negate it. I kill it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, does that mean you'll never say another stupid thing over yourself? Well, that's up to you. Is that right? That's up to me going forward. But if we have some understanding and some wisdom, We'll take this opportunity to start with a clean slate and watch what we say. And you don't say, don't look to the past to see the future. Don't talk about how it was or how it's been. But check in your heart. And in fact, a lot of times don't, you shouldn't be too quick to say a specific thing. Ask the Lord what to say over that and about that. And when he shows you then that's what you start saying and you don't change it. You don't disagree with it. You, you say the same thing day after day, year after year. I've been saying this, I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course. Is that right? With long life, 
He will satisfy me. And show me his salvation. Yes Lord I'll do that. The Lord prompted me we're not quite through. Put your hands on your body. He wants to do some healings. and <laughs> Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Well we decided to agree with him. A couple of minutes ago. Is that right? And so he's ready. He's ready. Your words carry more weight over yourself and your body than anybody else. There can be cases where it carries more weight than the Lord's. So that don't sound right to you. But if he says you're washed and saved and you say, no, I'm not, I don't believe in all that stuff, are you saved or lost? You see what I'm saying? Put your hands on your body. Say it out loud. Body, body. I have stewardship. God-given stewardship over you, and you must heed my words and the name of Jesus. So I speak to you. Be cleansed of every evil thing, every disease, every growth, every infection. Evil bacteria, virus, inflammation that ought not be there. I say you cannot stay. I command you to die. Be removed. Be eliminated out of my body. I rebuke you. I command you to go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! All healing's on right now. It's on. It's on. Healings are happening right here, right now, right in Sarasota, right online. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Sit out loud. Blood, be cleansed and be made right. Heart, Lungs, liver, kidneys, pancreas, all my organs, all my glands, be cleansed, be restored, be made healthy, be made right, be healed in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, now believe you receive it. Believe you receive. The Holy Spirit already lives in you. He's already there. He's already there. All he has to do is just release some of himself. He's already in you. Hallelujah. Put your hands on your head. Say it out loud. Thank you, Lord, for my head, my seeing, my sight, my hearing. My smell, my taste, thank you for that. I don't take it for granted. I appreciate it. Thank you for my brain. I call my brain heal, healthy. Anything that ought not be there, die, dry up, be removed. 
tissue. Be healthy. Be quickened. Made full of life. Made full of light. And life. In Jesus name. Be enlightened. Be quickened. Be restored. Be healthy. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Put one hand on your front, one on your back. Sit out loud. Spine, skeleton, be healthy. Marrow, be healthy and cleansed. Bones, be strong. Be strong. Joints, be free from all arthritis. All rheumatism, all inflammation, swelling, stop it. Be cleansed, be removed. Joints, all my joints, be restored, be strengthened, be quickened, be sound, be healthy, be made right. Come into alignment in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Sit out loud. Hands, feet, be sound, be healthy, be restored, be made right in Jesus' name. My whole body, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, and everything in between, you belong to the Lord. The Lord for the body, and the body, the healer for my body. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.